Hi everybody and welcome back to another Thursday live stream. Thank you so much for uh, for being here with us this evening. And uh, as people join, I'll just give everything a minute or two to warm up so we get the uh, we get the stream a bubbling. Uh, so welcome to Chris Davies, of course, or one of our most loyal and most supportive uh, listeners. Uh, Chris, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks, Adrian, of course, for being here. Adrian, who can apparently enter the studio by stealth. Um, so I don't know how you do that, Adrian, but you're very welcome to come in with uh, uh, with with uh, Patty and uh, Jed. So, and I see you there, Patty. Welcome to the stream. Hi, Paul Garam. Thank you guys for joining. Yeah, so listen, I've had a busy day. I've had a long day. I was away very, very early this morning. Uh, and that's why there were no podcasts today, by the way. Those of the Daily Podcast channel will have noticed there was none. But uh, but that's just the way it goes sometimes, I'm afraid. Uh, I, I can't be doing two things at once. But I did make it back in time to do this one. So uh, at least all our, uh, our regular Thursday folks hopefully won't, <laughs> won't be disappointed. Except unless I've forgotten what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Chris Davy says, you're the hardest working man in show business. Well, I don't know about that, but I'd certainly do as much as I'm able to, put it like that. And Grantonio, our, one of our, again, one of our great supporters, gives us warm greetings from Scotland, the beautiful country which belongs to the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Well, Grantonio, thanks for the comment, because that sets me up for the first thing I said I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the so-called Windsor framework, which is a good lols. I want to talk about uh, that. Um, I also want to talk about all the, uh, did you see all those WhatsApp links, uh, uh, links, uh, WhatsApp links concerning Matt Hancock that Isabel uh, Oakshot was pushing? Hmm, going to talk about those as well because I've got questions. And if we get the chance, I might talk about uh, podcast censorship as well, which seems to be something that they want to do. So, so those are some of the things that I'm going to try and get through with the help of all of you. So, uh, so buckle up as we go through these. And of course, suffice to say, if you enjoy what you're saying, then you've got to act like a demented cardiac surgeon and hit the heart button as often as you conceivably can. Uh, so, oh, hi, Kim, by the way, I see Kim as well. David, see you as well entering the studio. Thank or in the stream. Thank you very much. Uh, can I just check with Jed or if we are, are we streaming across okay, Jed, to uh, the Twitters and the getters? Yes, we are, David. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday show. Yes, I think we're good on everything tonight, David. Okay, great. That's good stuff. So a warm welcome to all my friends over uh, at, uh, at Getter and over at the Twatters as well. Thank you all so much for, for being here uh, with us on this uh, regular Thursday, which is kind of the... Uh, the fun bit of the, uh, the the week because I can dress down as best I want and you can't see me. So um, anyway, uh, so let's start off with the Windsor framework. Now, this is obviously something I've got a particular interest in. So this is the kind of scam trying to be pulled by the truly horrendous uh, Rishi Sunak. Uh, 
And basically what it's about is him repackaging the terrible deal that Boris Johnson done and trying to flog it and trying to convince the DUP to go back into the assembly at Stormont and get that much needed uh, as devolved uh, government up and running. Chris Davy says, we see, we can see your gin and tonic. Chris, my secret is out. Hi, Scott, by the way. Good to see you as well uh, here on the stream. Um, so anyway, so I'll start off with this one. So, I mean, I just view the whole thing as contemptible. Uh, I, I really hope the DUP don't go with it. I did see that Boris Johnson today came out and said that he didn't think that he would actually find be able to vote for it, which probably means he'll abstain, because that's the sort of hateful cards we have in the Conservative Party. But at least he he's able to recognise that uh, yeah, this is a really, really bad deal. So they, essentially the deal that's been crafted, Adrian, I'll come to you first in this one. The deal that's been crafted here. Oh, hi, Leslie. Great to see you, my friend, on the stream as well. Um, the deal that's been crafted basically gives the European Court of Justice supremacy over this part of the United Kingdom. That's the first thing. Second thing is it establishes what Rishi's telling us is this amazing. He's gotten rid of the, uh, the border up the Irish Sea because he's introduced a green lane and a red lane. Let me ask you all a question. Where do you see uh, green lane and red lanes? That's right. You find them at uh, customs, don't you? At borders. <laughs> it's all pathetic. Adrian, I, I just laugh at it. It's pathetic beyond words, obviously being sold very hard. Uh, what was your sort of uh, overview of the so-called Windsor framework? Oh, this is the EU just still wanting to keep their claws in. They're not willing to let anybody escape. They're not willing to let any country try and survive on their own and they will do whatever it takes. And don't forget, Rishi's a globalist, so he's well in their line of thinking. So he, he will go along with whatever they want. And I personally think it's a bad deal myself, but that's up to our local politicians to try and work out whether it's good or it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I think to be honest, Adrian, like the, 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 as you say, the, the main point here, and this is where this is the important bit, Jed, I'll come to you next. So just to give you a heads up, um, the, the, the main point for me is that by giving the European Court of Justice and therefore the EU the right to uh, basically stop um, to a significant degree any divergence between the UK and the EU. This to me, Adrian, this is a prototype for that which is coming down the road, namely the reintegration, of, sorry, Jed, coming to you now, the reintegration of the UK into the European Union. Not tomorrow, but maybe in three, four, five years time. That's what I think. Jed, over to you. Um, David, I, I think it's one of those usual things, to be honest with you. I, I'm going to have to agree with you because I think actually from the uh, 24th of June 2016, the ultimate goal of either the Conservative Party, Labour Party, uh, SNP, um, Green Party, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what colour it is because they're all communist red inside, but they've all all thought that the uk public made the wrong decision and they are doing the utmost they tried to block it to start with you know in in 2016 17 18 
They yeah. tried to block it, and they couldn't. The court, uh, they used the courts, they used all sorts of skullduggery to stop it, and they kind. But this, I think, and I agree with your your um, take on this, this is a way of keeping part of the United Kingdom linked to the European Union. We're not going for tax cuts. We're not going for, uh, you know, sort of, sorted out the VAT or anything like that. We're not diverging in regulations. Why? Because I agree with you, the Conservatives are lining up to hand it all over to Labour so Labour can take us straight back in, back into the single market, back into the European Union. But what the Tories can then do is go, well, it wasn't us. Labour did it and you voted for Labour. And that's the ploy. Yeah, uh, Scott just says here in the stream, are we accepting calls into the studio? Yes, we are, Scott. So if you want to come in and have your pennies worth, then just, uh, um, I'm, Jed, I'm not sure what he just does, actually, but he does. Uh, well, if he looks on this screen, David, um, you'll see there's a whole list of call-ins. They're all numbered from, well, the first uh, four are taken by us, of course. So from number four upwards, the, hit the call-in button. Uh, David will let you into the studio then, and then once you're finished, you'll see just on the right-hand side of your screen, if you're using Android, that is, you'll see a little phone symbol in green. You can hit that, and that'll hang up, just like you do, you know, on the telephone at home, so to speak. Okay, David, so so David, there you go, uh, Scott. Uh, you're, David, you're not Patrick. you're not allowed to be the technical advisor for this show. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. No. no, listen. After the after the long day I've had, Paddy, if I'm still here in 50 minutes' time, I'll be doing well. So anyway, Paddy, actually, just coming to you on that one. So you've heard that Adrian, you've heard Jed and myself talk about this, and obviously because of our past together, you're well aware of things like what's been going on. Oh, um, I understand oh so well. To, you know, it, it's like what cracked me up was one of the things that I thought was very funny um, from a, a different point of view is. Uh, Rishi went to a Coca-Cola bottling plant to sell them all. Yeah, the, to he did, a yeah. speech about the open market and how good it'll be. They'll have access to it. It's not that, you know, Coca-Cola, it doesn't matter. They will not be open to the uh, open market. Coca-Cola is a re Coca-Cola bottling companies are regionally owned uh, subsidiaries all over the, all over the world. They have specific regions. They will not be selling. France has its own. Other, they will not be opening to other markets. So of all the places to make a statement like that, <laughs> you know, yeah. it just goes to show that everything you, they want you back. It, they, they wanted, they never wanted Brexit. They want you in the EU and they, uh, you know, unless somebody rises to stop them, whether it takes two years or it takes 10 years, you will be back in the EU by full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, that, that that's my consensus on this, you know, that uh, this is really not about Northern Ireland. That That's the wrong way to look upon it. This is about the political class, the traitorous scum political class that we have seeking to do something, which is, Jed rightly points out, they never wanted it in the first place. The political class never wanted us to leave the EU. The fact that we did was a fluke. And they've, they've been better about it uh, ever since. And, you know, at the moment, the, 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 I'd also just to say, everyone, to guys, like, uh, whenever they launched the, the vaccines, there was this massive propaganda that everyone had to withstand. And we all withstood it. And whenever <clears throat> the, the, the NATO uh, essentially provoked 
the military incursion into Ukraine. There's massive, massive propaganda. And just for the last couple of weeks, or last couple of days, there's been massive propaganda from the British government using the supine media to sell the idea of this is this is the best deal ever. It's the best of all worlds. All this absolute garbage being positioned, trying to position us. And if the DUP don't go it, well, that proves they they they're just they just won't, they just don't. They're not David, reasonable. David, yeah. it's the best of both worlds for them. I.e., yes. the politicians. It's not the exactly. best of both worlds for the people. The people, no. as Canadian mum says here, the people voted in 2016 to leave the European Union, lock stock and two smoking barrels. And that is something that they have tried to stop ever since. From, from the day the result was announced, that morning that I sat up in the middle of the night and I was watching Sky News and I thought, are we going to do this? And I heard the Paul analysis guy, they kept going to him, they kept saying, oh, well, no, it could still go to remain, it could still go. And they went to him, I can't remember exactly what time of the night it was, but they went to him and he said, look, no matter what results come in now, leave of one. From that second, because I was watching it on Sky News in the living room, my good lady was in bed watching it on BBC, and I went up, she said, I know, I know, I know. BBC didn't have anybody to interview from the uh, Leave side whatsoever. And it was like we'd gone into the BBC and executed, theoretically, all of them, bar the, the main presenter, right in front of their eyes and then said, carry on. And they couldn't. They had nothing to say. And from that second, there's been yeah. a plot to get us back in. Right, I want to bring Scott into the conversation now. Paddy, I'll come to you after I've spoken to Scott. So, Scott, welcome to the studio. Oh, my goodness, you can hear me, David. You need to speak up. You're too, you're, uh, you're, you're very faint. Oh, God, sir, can you hear me okay now? That's a bit better. Jed, is that okay, audio-wise? It's not, David. I can hardly hear him. Um, are you using a headset with a microphone, Scott? Um, or are you just using your phone on? Do you, yeah, you want to just have a look at your audio, uh, Scott, and we'll come back to you? Yeah. Just stay there, Scott, and mess about don't, with your audio. Don't give up. If you, don't give up. Just go straight to your phone. Don't use no headsets. Go, go to your standard like you were making a regular speaker call. Try try the, uh, try that, and we'll come back. Yeah, yeah, Paddy. Uh, just while Scott's doing that, you wanted to come in there. And see no, I just you, wanted to say that next, there was a, he. There was a very unique comment made. He said, "It turns this deal turns Northern Ireland into the only true international region. Region. It'd then be part of both the e, uh, the EU and Great Britain." And you know, it's just like, excuse me. Okay, so now not only do we have, yeah, you were really upset the crazies in Ireland. So now not only do we have, um, it no longer they, you know, the one island, one Ireland, hurrah, hurrah. You got that group, and now you're telling them that not only is Northern Ireland still going to be part of Britain, it's now a part of the EU, but still not part of Ireland itself. So, I mean, you've got crazies over there that are just go, pulling their hairs out over that statement. It just blew my mind that he he didn't think that. Okay, we're going to try Scott again. Scott, you're now back on. You're live. Tell us what you think. Good evening, David. 
nope, nope, it's not working, Scott. That your mic is so low, I can't. It, on, I know some people can say that. Um, what is it? Uh, dogs can hear things that uh, humans can't, but but I can't hear what you're saying, Scott. So, Chad, I'm not sure what's going on there, but I think we might have to. I, I don't know what we can do okay, really. Well, if, uh, if Scott leaves, so if he hits the, <clears throat> the leave button, i.e. the green phone icon and hangs up, and then tries to come back in again, just uh, just in case, he must make sure that the app does have access to his microphone as well. So just double check that, Scott. If you want to leave and then come back in. Yeah, okay. So we'll keep we'll keep in the seat hot for you, Scott. Don't worry about it. Just uh, do what Jed says, and uh, hopefully uh, we, we'll bring you back in. This is the joy of but, a live but, show. I mean, we're the only live political show broadcasting on three platforms. And we, I mean, we take callers, yeah. and there's going, to be, there's going to be issues. But, hey, that's a plus for us. Keep trying, Scott. No, no, I Scott's to be congratulated for having the courage to come in. Adrian, I, I like your comment. Do you want to just repeat it there? Uh, yeah, the EU is basically the fourth Reich. Um, look at look at it now. You know, the, the Germans tried to conquer all of Europe and get it under their control. That's basically what we have now. Um, mm -hmm. There's absolutely no democracy in the EU. Um, you are beholden to unelected people. I know the MEPs are elected by the people, but the actual committees within the EU, the people do not vote on. They're voted on within themselves. Yes, right. Um, yeah. And democracy has been destroyed across the EU. Look at the mass migration that's now happening all across it. There's too many of the EU countries are bankrupt, are on the verge of bankruptcy. They cannot look after themselves. And since joining the EU, they have been destroyed because they have had to adopt the euro, which has totally decimated their countries. Yeah, that's right. I mean, although one of the things that disgusted me most, and Jed, I'd be interested in your views on this. Whenever we saw King Charles Saxe Gothberg uh, greeting Ursula von der Leyen, uh, that, that, I find that particularly repugnant from so many different points of views, you know, because I can't stand von der Leyen. And, and as Adrian says, Jed, she, she's not been elected by anyone other than a small cabal. And, uh, well, last time I checked, King Charles hadn't actually been elected. No, he hasn't. But uh, we do live uh, in a monarchy. So, you know, our king, our queen are never elected. Uh, but what we have uh, uh, had over the past 70 plus years was a queen that never got involved in any sort of po yeah. uh, politics yeah. or policy. Uh, now what we have is an activist king who thinks he can, uh, as a prince, yeah, by all means, you know, spout what you want to spout. Uh, be, you know, a, an eco-warrior or whatever. I really don't care. But you know you're the king. You're representing every single yeah. soul in this nation. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, the best representation when it comes to a political decision like this is to say nothing. Because then you're not supporting one side against another. And he's taken the wrong uh, side on this one. Now the thing is, von der Leyen, yes, she was voted for, but she was the only person on the ballot, and you could only vote yes. You couldn't even vote no. So yeah, that right. that is not democracy. You know, she could turn around and say, "I was voted for." Yes, but like I said, you are the only person on the ballot, and there weren't an option to say no. So you could only vote yes. So that's not that's not a ballot. 
that's someone just going, well, this is the person. Uh, we'll go through the motions. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what you vote for because you can't vote for anything other than yes, and she's won. But she's but been yeah, a disaster. A disaster since she took that seat. Well, the thing is, though, that, uh, you know, that, that you could say different things about the Queen and David Clements. I do see your comments and, and, and I have sympathy with your comments. But there's no doubt that the point, Jed, you make is correct, that Charles has started really badly. Whoever's advising him is really, really bad advice, because even before his coronation later this year, which I'll not be watching, um, he, he's, he, he's instantly got himself involved in something which, if you think about it, goes against the goes against the best interests of the United Kingdom. So you could say by him saying, oh, very nice to meet you, von der Leyen. And, oh, yes, what a wonderful arrangement this you've come to with Rishi. He's actually helping break up the UK. So what sort of a king is he? I agree, David, and I'll put. I'll, I'll also mention this, and it's slightly off topic, but I'll mention this. You know, I sit at times and I watch old goggle boxes, and whenever they yeah. have David Attenborough yeah. on, all the you know the people on the goggle box that sit and watch the telly, and, and we sit and watch them watching telly. You see what I mean? Mm. They, they go, oh God, isn't he brilliant? He's absolutely fantastic. Oh, we love David Attenborough, and you know, I used to love David Attenborough. As a wildlife uh, documentary maker, he was absolutely fantastic. And then, unfortunately, five, ten years ago, it became an eco-warrior. And then all it became was propaganda. Mm, he used to be yeah. brilliant. People used to, you know, you would watch his shows in the millions, wouldn't they, on BBC. And the BBC were brilliant at doing that sort of documentary filmmaking type stuff. But since he turned an eco-warrior, I I despise everything he does. And it's going to be like that with King Charles. He was an eco-warrior to start with, and that's fine. He's a, he was a prince. But he's now the king of the United Kingdom. And he needs to act like a king. And what he needs to do mm. is take several leaves out of his um, out of his mother's book and not get involved and deliberately avoid getting involved in these sort of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kim Merswell says he agrees on Attenborough, the eugenicist. Yep, that's right. Uh, uh, but uh, I see Scott's not having a lot of luck. If this doesn't work again, he'll be a happy listener as always. Well, Scott, if it, if it doesn't work today, then you can, you're more than welcome to try and come back in at another time. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, as is always the way, uh, these different topics come along. But uh, okay, as I said, the, the Windsor framework, uh, I, you know, I've gone through the, uh, the funny thing is there's two bits of text. People maybe don't understand this. There's the version that's been presented to the British people, the cuddly, sort of lovely, sort of warm um, version. And then there's the EU version. And the EU version is the actual legalistic one. And the EU version does the thing that Adrian said at the very beginning of this. It makes it clear that the EU retain uh, a degree of constitutional supremacy in a part of the UK. And I'll just simply leave it like that. In what way is that Brexit? I've seen some of the Boris and Conservative apologists on social media saying, well, it's a good deal, it's a good deal. 
Yeah, you're the same people that were saying, yeah, these vaccines, they really work. 100% effective. 100% safe as well. Yeah, these are the same bloody people. So, I mean, these are the people that I rage against because, yeah, the thing about it is they're consistent. They're consistently wrong. Gar yeah, no, no, absolutely, David. I know, what, I, know, I know what you're going to go on to, and I know I'm butting a lot. Uh, I know we've got our other two contributors as well. But... I, I was saying to my good lady today, I said, because uh, I walked in and she had um, talk, vaccine radio on the TV. Right. And uh, I walked in and they were discussing something. And I, I, I said, for God's sake, I said, they told us it was conspiracy theory that it came from a lab. Yeah. And yeah. we were right. It came from a lab. They told us it was a conspiracy theory that the government was using this just purely and simply for control to lock us down. And I say, we were right. We told them that masks weren't, uh, were no use, but they forced us to have them. But it turned out we were right. We told them that kids should still go to school, and they said no. And it, we proved now that Matt Hancock ignored scientific... Oh, hang on, we're following the science. No, we're not following the science. We're following the science well, when we want well. to follow the science. And he still locked the kids out and kicked the kids out of school. We have been right so many times that no longer are we the conspiracy theorists. They are. They're the ones that are lying. They're the ones that are making up science. They're the ones that are misleading people. Disinformation, misinformation. And we are the ones with truth. And we have been from this. The yeah, I mean, actually, just, just, just don't. Hi, John Saunderson, by the way. You're very welcome onto the stream. Thanks, John, for coming in. And I just read a few comments out here. I like everyone to get their comments read out. Uh, Nath says that the AstraZeneca jab killed my brother-in-law last year. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, there's just so many examples of that, Nath, where we see uh, where people, you know, died suddenly. In fact, folks, if you come on tomorrow night, Jed and I, we're, we're, we don't normally do a Friday stream, but I've got uh, Edward Dowd coming on to discuss his his book, uh, Cause Unknown, uh, which is basically all the sudden deaths. And this guy is a very interesting kind of Wall Streety background. So he looks at numbers, he looks at insurance stuff, insurance companies, and all the stuff that uh, that they have been putting together. And once you look at this, well, the cause may be unknown, but we've got a damn good idea what it is. So yes, Chris, he was good on Tucker Carlson, and he's going to be here tomorrow night, usual time, eight o'clock. Do remember to tune in for a kind of a Friday special. And just while I'm at it, actually, before I move on, to remind you that uh, one of our great uh, contributors, uh, John Hamer, is coming back on Monday night. Uh, John, you'll remember, did a fantastic um, chat with us on the issues surrounding the alleged sinking of the Titanic. Or was it a different warship? He did that. And on Monday night, he's talking about the JFK assassination. Exactly who planned it, who carried it out, what actually happened back in that fateful November day, back in 1963. So John's on the, on the stream on uh, Monday night. So do see I if you so can... I am so looking uh, forward to this show. Yeah. Well, jo, jo, well so I've jo got the advert up, David. Those that are watching live on Twitter and Getter can see actually the, the thumbnail that we're using for tomorrow night. So I've got that up on screen. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So we've got Ed tomorrow night and then we've got John on, on Monday. And yes, Leslie, I'm trying to bring us, you know, the very best guests that we possibly can because the thing is that uh, we have to provide alternative views and different perspectives we just cannot go with the 
the mainstream media feeding people garbage, you know. So in our own way, this is our castle and we're going to defend it. And we defend it by bringing on the very best people, hopefully, that we can. Uh, thanks, Garram, for the gifts. Thanks, everyone, for the kind gifts so far. David wants to know, when are you inviting Donald Trump? Uh, I think we might have to wait a little bit longer. Or maybe a Donald Trump as opposed to the Donald Trump. And by the way, David Clements, when I brought Donald Trump's attorney onto the stream fortnight back, uh, YouTube gave me a strike. So uh, I'm very cross with uh, YouTube for giving me a strike just because they don't like what Donald Trump's attorney says. So tells you all you need to know about YouTube, by the way. Anyway, moving on, moving on. So it's been mentioned. Jed mentioned it. Adrian, I'm going to come to you in this one first. Um, yeah. So, oh yes, uh, Chris Davies is telling me our good friend Peter Michael Vanna of Hearts of Oak, he's over at CPAC, that's right, uh, to meet Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm well aware of uh, uh, Peter's shenanigans on the other side of the pond. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll be speaking to Peter in, in, in the very near future as well. But uh, in the meantime, we have to carry on. Adrian, come to you in this one first. So, Matt Hancock, Isabel Oakshot, uh, what is it, 10,000 WhatsApp, WhatsApp messages have been uh, released uh, telling different takes on how the sort of chaos that prevailed amongst the politicians. Um, Adrian, I'm coming to you first just to say I'm I'm very suspicious about all of this. I am not that impressed by it. I think it's diver Oh, I see you guys are agreeing with me. I think it's diversionary. It's smoke and mirrors. It is. Oh, Matt Hancock. He didn't. Uh, he, oh, all those people. He didn't even ask get them um, require them to get a PCR test to go into an old people's home. Yeah. So what? I don't care about that. It's what happened to them, Adrian, when they were in the old people's homes. It's a medazzlum that they got when they were in the old people's homes. It's the killing that took place in the old people's home. And I know similar part of your side of the pond as well. I'll come to you too. But, but Adrian, that's what enrages me. I think we're being pushed into the wrong direction here over this. Oh, you know, look at the exchange between uh, Chris, what's his name? Chris Wilkinson or whatever he is and uh, um, Hancock and oh, you know, Matt this, that and the other. Yeah, medazzle and Matt. That's my take on it, Adrian. What do you think? The whole Hancock thing is very, very strange. Um, Hancock was hung out to dry. Do you remember the leaked videos of him in the corridor with his personal assistant or secretary yeah yeah you know yeah. he was the sacrificial lamb to take the heat off the government because we had the old dominic cummings things and all the other things that were going on shortly after that hancock was offered a job with the un which then he had the which was removed due to the kick-up and then we saw the public rebranding of matt hancock by going into the jungle and seeming like a normal person and trying to mm -hmm. say oh it was such a hard time the decisions we had to make and now they've hung him out to dry again. So what is the real reason that's going on? You know, these messages were leaked for a reason to try and destroy him, but he was carefully trying to reposition himself through the I'm a Celebrity series to try and gain public sympathy and support for him. So mm -hmm. why, have the, why have they hung him out to dry again? That's what I'm really curious about, what's coming. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm suspicious about Isabel Oakeshott. And, and, and exactly all that's going on. Um, it, it's interesting to see their WhatsApp, but some people would say, how authentic are those WhatsApps, for example? Uh, if you look at, uh, there's a lady called Jennifer Akuri. I don't know if some of you probably know who she is. She was the lady who had an affair 
another one who had an affair with Boris Johnson. And uh, I think Jennifer's very suspicious about the Boris WhatsApp. Uh, so, so I agree, totally agree with uh, actually Chris Davies here. And I'm, I'm really pleased to see the stream reads it the way I do. Uh, Chris is saying, Oakshot is a media shill, like her boyfriend, Tice a snake. Leslie says she doesn't believe a word they say. So, yeah, guys, thank, thanks so much. Because sometimes I just go out in this one. I just tell you what I think. Jed, what, what do you make of all these, uh, oh, these, these leaked, 10,000 leaked WhatsApp messages? Um, I think it, I think they're right. I think they're true. I think because there is a, an element of contempt in those messages. And I think that's absolutely right for the British public because the politician, the political class have contempt for the British public. Uh, you know, and I think the image and the, the persona and the, the, the front is more important to them than actually saving lives. You know, <clears throat> and we know that. <clears throat> we know policy isn't based on anything, you know, whether it's based on science, whether it's based on, on uh, um, you know, by doing uh, consultation periods with the public to see what they want, you know, with Sadiq Khan and the uh, ULES uh, expansion. None of what we think matters. What matters to them is the scene to be doing the right thing. This is why they're all on the green train. Yeah, they're all they're all green eco warriors. Of course, yeah, they're all desperate to get to net zero by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, they want us to get to net zero by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. They're quite happy to carry on. Um, you know driving around it well having the chauffeur driven um uh, jaguar cars and, and what have you and four by fours you know because oh well they need them because of security you see that because they have people that want to do them harm oh i think uh, the british public do as well it's called islamists they want to do us as harm so why are we not all allowed to have you know bulletproof four by fours and jaguar cars and, and chauffeurs and all that crap we can't have it, but what they want is to have the green mask. They want to have, we followed the science mask when yeah, it comes to COVID, when actually they don't do any of it. Well, the, the one thing that's apparent in this is that at no point did they follow the science. And even if you read the, the WhatsApps, it's pretty clear that they were all over the place. Uh, there, was, there was no science being followed at all. The only thing is, Jed, where I would sort of maybe question a bit is, like a lot of people lost loved ones. <laughs> David Clements says, David, hurry up and get Jed a Jaguar car. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of people lost loved ones in the care homes. This is the care homes I'm focused on in this one. And, and the full culpability for that lies with Matt Hancock. He was the health minister. And when you read all this stuff, nobody, Isabel Oakshot's not talking about uh, in fact, actually, she's not talking about the medazolam, any of that there. In fact, I've seen a, 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 an exchange between her and someone else that's been shared with me uh, that uh, says that she believes the whole medazolam thing is, uh, is this a conspiracy theory. Well, sorry, Adrian, you want to come? So, so Adrian, it's, Midas, the medazolam is not a conspiracy theory. That enrages me and it makes me think Isabel Oakshot is a shell. Adrian. Yes, but the old people were the easy, easy targets for this. Yeah. We know we know that <clears throat> pardon me, thousands of people, elderly people die from flu every year. 
because they're older body, you know, yep. is not not as good at fighting off infections as the young healthy right. people. Yep. So the more of those that they killed, it was easier then to put the death rate up. Oh, this is so deadly. Because remember, for two years, on the front of every newspaper, every news bulletin, the death count, the death count. And now all of a sudden, people are dying everywhere. They're not talking about it. But it was a good way of raising the death rate and the count number up to make this look like it was, it was hell on earth was coming to us all, that we're all going to die mm. if we didn't take these vaccines. And yeah. that's what they needed, was to get those counts up. So let's push them into the old people's homes and we'll push the numbers that way yeah. because they will be the ones that succumb. Yeah, but 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 not giving them a PCR test is it's totally irrelevant. It's a complete distraction. They made this a big deal today, Adrian. Oh, he didn't give them PCR tests. He could have. That would have tested them. Well, bollocks to that. There was no need. There, well, they if, don't if work. my view, you see. Yeah, well, there's that. You know, yeah. Kerry, yeah. Kerry Mullis, the inventor of it, come out and said, this is not what it was designed for. Correct. 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 Well, actually, Paddy, coming to you, because I know you've been very patient there. Um, I mean, I'm expressing my outrage about the death of the, the people, like Adrian said, the elderly people who were shoved out of hospitals into care homes where they weren't given the same level of care. I don't believe they died of COVID, but they had lots of other comorbidities. And Paddy, we ex saw exactly the same in places like New York, for example. You know, Kumo killed 20,000 senior citizens. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, and, and and they knew it, and they couldn't hide the fact. So they got him out of office for grabbing some 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 poor woman's boobs, which he's been doing his whole uh, his his whole career, and it was never a problem. But but the the twenty thousand uh, dead seniors is a can of worms that it involves a lot more than him, because they did the same thing in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and several other states. But but Kumo led led the way. And it was uh, what they they killed our old yeah people. but yeah that's it Patty this is but, the point twenty thousand I mean look that's mass murder they, here's the thing is they they turned around they took an experimental gene therapy and they te they used this as excuse of this uh, of this bug to test it, it te to test it on a worldwide this is this is a new technology that this vaccine used they used it and tested they got a whole they got a worldwide sample of how it's going to work and you know what they yeah. got a lot of damn yeah. defects and a lot of people are dying because of it but yeah. i do want to go back to one thing because i have to say something about the big-eared buffoon uh the king charles uh you know his mother actually believed she would live long enough before he would die before her he was never meant to be king he's a jet setter he played with all these globalists and everything else this man is not was ne never meant to direct or guide a country she prayed to god she lived long enough that one of her grandchildren would be, be there and it's like i pray for all these because this is this is a clown show worth watching <laughs> This is a World Economic Forum king that we have, and in fact, actually, without a doubt, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, I mean, he 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 is one of the guys who has endorsed the Great Reset. So, and, and he's there's, a there's green, and he's a green maniac. He believes in this fantasy, man, that they could control like the said, weather. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so th there's nothing to like about King Charles. And I, as I said earlier, I have no intention of watching his his wretched coronation i'll try and find it i'll go somewhere obscure where i won't get to see it 
But uh, okay, Scott's gonna come in, right? Scott, you're going in for you. <laughs> uh, Scott's been Take trying the to dive. get the studio. Come on, Scott! Come on, Scott! You can do it this time. Well, we're all waiting for you, Scott. Right. He's a speaker now, right, Scott? Okay. Good evening. Hey, we, we got Scott. <laughs> you're in, right, oh. Scott? We we are so well done for persisting, Scott. Oh, it's I've not, had, it's never oh, easy. I've had to jury rig something ridiculous on my phone, but oh, thankful it's working. Good evening. <laughs> Yes, you're very welcome. Great to hear from you, Scott. You're always such a great supporter of these streams. And again, the one big plus about if you come in on Podbean, you know, you can chat to us where we don't bite. We're all we're all friends here. So, Scott, what is it you wanted to chat to us about? Oh, well, more than anything, that um, I thought um, having listened to your show for a good many weeks now and enjoyed it immensely, um, that if I can find the guts to call LBC twice in my lifetime, I could certainly call yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, called LBC. Is that a compliment or, uh, <laughs> or an insult? Wait a minute. Oh, uh, oh, this was about yeah. two or three years ago before I realised what they were. Yeah, well, I'll tell, I'll tell you, Scott. I used to way back in the day, back in about mid four, 13, 14, 15, they, they used to bring me on LBC. Uh, and my 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 time in LBC came to an end. When I actually, we were having, a, the, the presenter was talking to me, Scott, about, it must have been to do with ethnicities and stuff. And I talked about someone being, being uh, a black woman, right? And the LBC person said, oh, you can't say that. You mean a person of color. And I said, no, I don't mean a person. You might want to call them that. I don't see what's wrong with calling them a black person because they were a black woman. And that was that, that, that was it, Scott. That was that was LBC <laughs> said to never let him on the air again. Who needs him? Yeah, I mean, it's probably the uh, probably not the best way of saying hi for the first time to you, David, mentioning LBC of all things. No, no, it's OK. Yeah, but, you're more than welcome, have you been Scott. You're glad. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah thank you. I mean, uh, but but Scott, you, you were, we're just chatting there about this whole. Have you seen this thing business about the leaked WhatsApp messages and Matt Hancock, um, this that and the other, and you know oh the outrage that we're hearing in the media, and I'm sure Isabel Oakshot is uh, will do very well out of it. What's your take on that, Scott? Oh, uh, I've heard uh, quite a bit of this uh, recently, and. Um... <sighs> Yeah, I do find it um, hard to equate exactly what uh, Matt Hancock's position in life is meant to be these days. But mm -hmm. um, if I'm if I'm being the general cynic, I tend to be these days. That um, ten thousand messages between one uh, one in the disingenuous person and a wretch is <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, neither <laughs> yeah. he is there for me. To be fair, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Can it, I? It, sorry, sorry, Scott. Can I just oh, say that? One definition of a cynic is a cynic is an optimist mugged by reality. So remember that one. That's in other words, <laughs> if you're not a cynic, there's something probably wrong. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, the, Matt Hancock and, you know, I mean, there's, uh, as I was saying there, the thing, Scott, that bothers me is all those deaths in the, in the care homes and all they can talk about is, oh, he didn't give them PCR tests. But it wasn't the PCR test that caused those elderly people to die, was it? Well, I found, as you've it's been said many times before, that the PCR test is, um, as far as a detection tool is concerned, is complete artifice. It's um, mm. chocolate teapot territory. Yep. But um, as you've said many times, I think um, you're spot on about 
um, when the the elderly were put into the uh, care homes, it's the abominable way they were treated and um, frankly yeah. murdered with the uh, yeah, inter- I, I, intervention I, 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 of that medallion. Exactly, Scott. See, I think, like Paddy said, it happened in the States as well, in, in, in several places. Um, these globalist monsters who, are in char- who were in charge, they, t- to get the numbers up, like Adrian said, what they did is they just, they, 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 they contrived it. They, they sent people who were in hospital getting hospital care. And even though I've got big issues with the NHS, Scott, you're going to get a higher level of care in a, in, in a hospital ward than you get in a care home. Uh, I, you know, my, my mother was in a care home towards the end of her life and you know care homes even the word is the, the term care is a little bit oxymoronic but if the person's got any illnesses at all like they are essentially gar ram sums it up brilliantly here it's the liverpool care pathway rebadged it's a road to death scott so those elderly were shoved out of hospital stuck into care homes got the numbers up and then oh it just proves how deadly the the the, the so-called rona is Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, through every element, whether it be the uh, tests, the vaccines, um, every every element of the books have been cooked from day one. They've had mm-hmm. to um, keep building up this uh, artifice of, um, as you've said many times, uh, the new uh, uh, the new plague. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. shoring up numbers, especially with uh, anything that's a COVID death, is within a twenty eight day period, and all these other grifts that they've been doing for well, the last two or three years now. Yeah, but like every one of those deaths, that was a human being, Scott. That was somebody's mother or maybe their father. You know, that was a family. That was a family. That was families being losing loved ones because of the sheer wickedness of people like Matt Hancock. And so that's why you see, I don't get bothered about all this nonsense about oh, we didn't give them PR, PCR tests, or this, that, and the other. Leslie's right. They they didn't care. They didn't care. In fact, actually, Scott, as you rightly point out as well, this was a great way to grift up the numbers. Do you know, uh, Adrian said it as well. If you discharge enough people, and they did, into the care homes, you're guaranteeing uh, the, de- the the mortality well, David, David, just to jump in there, Scott and David, I'm sorry, but you know, it, we've even got messages from Osborne saying, if you give us an exclusive, we'll bump up your test. We'll find the 20,000 tests that you need. You know, we'll, we'll get you the figures that you want. That shows none of this, none of it, any of it was based on science. It was based on, we have to look like, we're, like I've said, like we're doing something and we need to look good while we do it. It's all been bullshit from the start. I, I yeah, can, but, yeah, I can yeah. completely agree with that. It's... um. Um, I think the whole thing has just been so... Uh, I've always liked to think that, um, I, as a critic, I like to consider myself to be a critical thinker, and um, I like to consider myself scientifically minded. And every step of the way with the COVID uh, fraud has, um, has been scientifically offensive every step of the way. Yeah. But see, this is the thing. I figured this out. I'm sure you all have as well. Adrian, I'll come back to you in a second. Um, but you just used the term critical thinkers. And if there's one thing that unites us all, whether here in Podbean, over in Getter, across on Twitter, it doesn't matter. We are the critical thinkers. We are the people who, 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 who sit back, assess the facts, uh, consider the information. And on the basis of that, Scott, we'll decide what we do. So we're the ones who looked at this, this, oh, what's the Spanish flu, Spanish flu scam back in 20, spring 2020 and said, it doesn't feel right. I don't think so. And, and we've well, stayed solid. Do you know, Scott? So, so yeah. critical thinking 
is what separates us from the sheep. Absolutely. And um, I, I will happily admit to anybody that, um, you know, come the first two or three weeks of the pandemic and, um, well, what we call mm. what you would consider a pandemic, of course, but um, mm. the first couple of weeks, I was completely bl- blue pill by it all. I believed it was there. Um, I was even starting to be prepared to, um, you know, wipe bags down thinking that uh, the Black Death was out yep. there. And then yep. two, just a couple of weeks into it all, I, the, the natural mindset I would have was it started to kick in. And I'm just thinking, this isn't adding up, this isn't adding up. Everything seems to be contradicting itself. This business about masks that they're trying to bring in and all these other interventions with absolutely no scientific backing, this is all feeling like theatre to me. And probably mm-hmm. a couple of weeks afterwards, I turned. And I am well, I mean, so glad I did. Let me ask you a question, and I'm going to, I'm going to go around the rest of the panel, Scott. Did you, in, in that immediate period, you know, those couple of months, March, April, May, June, whatever, like when we were supposed to, oh my God, it's the Spanish flu. I didn't know anybody, anybody who died of it, let alone who was ill with it. I didn't know a soul. And and I find that, Scott, very strange. What about you? Did, did were, they, were they dropping in the street where you live? Uh, thankfully, no. But um, I think uh, the way that the whole thing was designed was to uh, play upon your fears. And uh, I'd expect mm. uh, I'd uh, experience um, several severe losses in my family prior to that. So yeah. it was it was playing on that fear of mine to try and protect yes. who I got left. Yeah. And um, I'll admit I was weak at the time, but um, having seen that, uh, having seen that, looked into it myself. And uh, as I say, listening to uh, listening to shows like this, this is a genuine joy for me. It's it's a small crack of light in an otherwise dark landscape. You're not you're Thank not you. alone, Thank you. Scott. No, you're 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 all very kind. Well, if it's like that, it's because of you guys. That's what's made. That's what's made it like that. But Adrian, Scott, I'll just leave you now for a sec. Come on, sure. jump to Adrian. Sure. A- Adrian, the thing is that you see, I think they they were able to sell the fear because they told us there's this tiny thing and it's invisible, but it could be around the corner. And if you if you don't do it, we say. You know, it, it could take you right out, even though you can't see it. Even, you know, so the invisible enemy, what brilliant propaganda, Adrian. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, the invisible enemy that we have, well, they're visible, but it's the government. Like I remember Sandy, a couple of colleagues in work who were constantly sterilizing their hands and just doing all the nonsense. And I was like, do you not think it's strange that this disease is so deadly, they can only tell you have it if you take a test? And the blank looks that I got from people of what, you know, they they couldn't comprehend, they couldn't think, they couldn't take a step back and try and work things out for themselves. And it's as if we have just become so conditioned to be in spoon fed that everything we're told is true. And we can't suddenly stop, start thinking for ourselves. We can't turn around and go, actually, that doesn't make sense. And there's only a small percentage. I think it was the Milgram um experiment do you remember i think it was Richard. yeah Milgram. i do yeah and i think it was only 20 percent of people had the ability to think critically and logically you know, know so that's one that's one in five and that's really damning for society i think yeah that's a good point adrian makes it's i mean what do you say other than he's right well i, I just want to go to before i do um 
go on to that point um, a point that scott raised i said uh, initially i was wiping things down and the reason i was doing that you know things that came into the house we weren't wearing a mask but you know i would wipe the shopping down and and what have you with you know a damp cloth with disinfectant on and and you might say well jed that's stupid but having been trained in nuclear chemical and biological warfare as i had then it seemed a reasonable precaution to do uh at that you know the first week two week type stage of of this whole thing but i very quickly got to the point where i thought what am i doing if, if it's on the the products that are coming into my house you know with, with the shopping you know being yeah. delivered that sort of stuff then it's in my house already the fact that i'm touching the bag is now irrelevant uh so we just stopped doing it uh um you know we very quickly uh you know it became very cynical of of um the government uh, what it was telling us to do one day it was telling us not to do the following day and the reason being is and the evidence is now showing that because they didn't have a clue but i wanted to go back to your original point on this this topic which was muzzling uh matt he needs to be held he needs to be held personally accountable and the yeah. government need to be held accountable for the deaths that they have caused initially with uh, and I'll, I'll say pandemic i know you disagree that there was even a pandemic but those deaths <laughs> i.e the curum deaths that sort of thing yeah, they, yeah. then they need to answer for the long-term deaths or the cancer deaths because people couldn't get hospital treatment uh and i'm just mentioning cancer as one element but there's heart disease other things so they have to answer for those deaths then they also have to answer for the deaths of the vaccine that they have pushed and pushed and pushed into everybody's arm and that is then a collective guilt collective guilt of the government collective guilt of the pharmaceutical companies a big pharma and the guilt of doctors and nurses and volunteers that stuck those needles into people's arms because i will say one more thing david i'll let you move on if i in the in the army committed a, or, or my unit committed a crime or the british army committed a crime i'm culpable if i knew what i was doing was illegal against the geneva convention therefore i knew i was involvement in a crime and i would be culpable for that they are culpable for this they've committed and helped to commit mass genocide on the british people and and on global uh people and they need to answer for those crimes yeah patty just coming to you uh this one and then i'm going to come back to you scott and we'll finish off in this session um do you think it was an intelligence test whether or not you went along with it or not i don't think it was an intelligence test uh, i i i think there is i i got two 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 thoughts on this number one they murdered seven over seven million people and the there there should be people to pay for that and i firmly believe that not a damn person will be uh the other thing is is there's they they played on something there are two there are two the human being has two minds it has the herd mind and the individual mind now an individual human is very smart very uh very intelligent creature the human herd is a panicky fearful uh you know easily riled up uh, animal and what they did is they played on that fear and there's nothing we fear more than an invisible germ that's going to kill us it's it's and they played on it mm. and they manipulated it mm. and they took advantage mm. of it and it, the chinese
it was, you know, you know, and play, played this game, whether there's motives, whether, you know, all that's irrelevant. But the thing is, is our, every person that's in power in both our, on both sides of the pond took advantage of the situation to see how much they can manipulate the population. And we saw they manipulated the hell out of us. The whole Western civilization's children have lost two years worth of education. That damage will have long-term effects. This, th these shots worldwide, we won't know the mm. full ex extent of the damage for 20 years. This is just, right. uh, this right. is, uh, you know, mm -hmm. but no one's going to be held culpable, but, but we need to learn from this. And people like us need to speak up. And it's because we need to hold these people's feet to the fire. And if we can't get uh, prosecutions, we can uh, we can push them out and try to get people in there who really aren't interested in just lining their own pockets, but actually might want to represent the people that they were elected to represent. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you're right, Paddy. And, and Scott, just coming back to you, I remember one of the big breakthrough moments for me back in March of 2020 was, remember we were being told, oh, but about, remember, not only is this a deadly Spanish flu type thing, but you can have it and not know that you have it. The asymptomatic transmission. Remember that, Scott. And and the thing is, I remember my wife saying to me, "But hang on a second, David. Like, if this is a respiratory illness, how on earth can you have a respiratory illness that's really dangerous and not have any symptoms and not know it?" And the, and her, she's dead on. It's she's hundred percent percent right. You can't have that. You know, if if you had something as bad as what they were saying, you would have known it. So they were lying through their teeth, Scott. I put it to you over the asymptomatic and they've been lying all the way through this and thank god so many of us have stood against them scott oh, hang on, i'll just i'll just bring oh, you in, scott. thank you there you go <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's uh, just uh, looking at all the things that were coming out i think um one of the offensive things to me was that um having a, a sign having a, a medical intervention to protect granny or to protect your neighbor yeah, and um, I remember saying to somebody, "That's like you putting a splint on your leg because your neighbours broke his leg." <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, there's never yeah. there's never been a time in my lifetime where you take a um, intervention into your bloodstream. Uh, well, into your, well into your uh, should be a shoulder muscle, of course, but uh, into your bloodstream. Into your bloodstream is more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's the first time in a lifetime where it's, you have an intervention to protect somebody else, but it's of negligible worth to you, you know, whatever happens to you, whatever happens. Mm. But um, the thing is, let's, let's say if I was being particularly cynical, <laughs> um, if you were to look through the eyes of a eugenicist and you were to see how effective kinetic warfare was, especially with the likes of Ukraine, and then you were looking at the effect of um, a deadly vaccine like this, that's, I think it's been said about 7 million deaths or something around that figure. Paddy said that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. only going to rise. And over a 20-year period, I then begin to think what kind of impact that's going to have on a long-term basis. Mm. I mean, Adrian, do you want to just throw in your pennies worth there? Because I see that, I see your comment. Do you want to just sort of make that point yeah. there, though? So this is that, a good one. That, pardon me, that Milgram experiment, okay? So people were asked to inflict pain on somebody else in another room that they couldn't see by clicking a button and his results were 20 percent of the people 
could think critically and think, mm, I shouldn't be doing this. And I think this is part of what the government were doing. It was a massive test to see how many would go along with the lockdowns and all this, the masks, etc. who would tell on neighbours for breaking rules. I think they were really sussing the population out to see how many people would go along with it and how many still just weren't that quite at that point where they could be brainwashed or could be mm-hmm. cajoled into doing everything. And I do mm-hmm. think it was a massive test. And I think it was the first part of a long plan. And I do think there's more to come at a later stage. Well, I think we're all in agreement, Adrian. I think Scott said it as well, and 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 Patty and, and Jed. Like, like we're only two years into this experimental gene therapy. So the truth of the matter is none of us know what it's going to mean in like five years time, five, 10 years time. We don't know any, this is just from this particular job. Sorry, think of, Sorry? Those, think of those children that were made to take it by their parents. Yeah. What effect is it going to have on them as they grow? But what exactly. are they going to pass on to future generations? Yep. Not just that, yep. that, that, Let me. I'm sorry to butt in, but not just that. I, I'm. I'm pure. Me. 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 Or my wife took this shot. Both my daughters were in positions. They were in college that they had no choice. Now, here I am, sixty-two years old with 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 twenty-some odd year old daughters that I'm scared to death of what the effects of this drug might do to do to them. That, and they were for they had to take they had no choice and this is just this is a crime to me that you know and it will never be there will never be justice for it the irony the yeah. irony of that is um, american citizens having no choice when america is supposed to be the land of the free you know the, the irony of that is yeah it's beyond it's really yeah. what's yeah. it's really people don't understand that the you know the underlying hostility that's uh, that the last three years has caused amongst the mass, uh, the, the the general public, and it's not talked about in the news. It's not talked about is the the level of disgust, and you know it, the, the United States is a powder keg right now, and it's you know it I, I it worries me. Hmm. But you see, I, I think also just to put in as well, and I've my two pennies worth on this uh, as it stands. You see, if you're 60, 70 or 80 and you're taking an experimental gene therapy, then the risk to you, uh, long term risk, is, is very much reduced, of course, because you've got less time to live. And I know that sounds quite horrible, but it's a, it's a fact. If you take a, a job at 70 and it's bad for long term health, then, you know, you've only got maximum well i'm saying maximum on average 12 years and you're dead anyway if you're 12 year old and you take a job you've got 70 years of future damage that could happen to you and so so the potential damage to a 12 year old from the same shot as an 80 as a 70 year old is completely different mm-hmm. but because but, 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 because of yeah, what i said you know but, but just on that there, I mean, there's a couple of points. Uh, and by the way, folks, we're, we're entering the home the home straight here for the stream tonight. So if you want to send us some love, this is your final chance. Otherwise, uh, we're going to be uh, having to move on. But um, the, the, the thing is that they're now trying to get the jab, the, the, COVID, the so-called the COVID treatments in a nasal spray. 
so they can spread up your nose. And the other thing that the UK, and I'm not sure, Patty, if it's the state, it's the same in the states, but they're trying to now get the COVID jab, and I think this has been kind of passed. I think it's likely to happen as one of the standard jabs that kids get. Oh, yeah, they're pushing that so, here too, that, and it's also they're yeah, trying to push it too as uh, as combining it with the flu shot every year. Yes, that's right, Patty. Yes. So, so knowing what we all know, everyone in this stream, wherever you are, we are all well aware of the vaccine damage. You know, all the sudden deaths, all of that. We know all about that. It's not a, not a, not a surprise. And yet, these monsters are saying, "Yeah, yeah. How about if we spread up your nose? How about if we make sure you get it? Your kids all get it when they're in when they're the first year in school, whatever. Because it's just a, it's just a super duper normal, safe annual job." Adrian, I find that just. You know, it leaves me breathless. The 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 savagery behind that mindset. But look at the number of vaccines the kids now get. You know, true. You know, from their what couple of months old, they're just being bombarded with so many different vaccinations, and they're they're just trying to make it now. Oh, it's just another run of the mill thing. And look at the things that are happening with kids now. We're seeing autism on the rise and ADHD and so many other childhood illnesses. And, and dementia we're, for we're, old folk. Yeah. And again, a, a lot of it is down to this vaccination program. I'm sorry if that's probably not allowed to be said, but, you know, they're trying to make this run of the mill and as if it's just a normal thing. But this is very, very, very bad for those children. Long term damage that they will then pass on to future generations, which obviously is not good for our speed. No, it's not. And that's where the the, the, the comments about, you know, uh, depopulation and eugenesis, that, that's where they actually have real legs because like we simply do not yes. know. What we do know, by the way, is, sorry, Adrian, fertility levels are dropping through the floor um, in, in, in the West. So if you wanted to, you know, destroy the world as we know it then what you do is you you, you know you 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 address the fertility issue and if kids if if, if if young people can't have children then that's a problem totally totally and you know we look at bill gates bill gates has openly talked about depopulation through forced vaccinations he's done it on TED yeah. talks he's done it on numerous other um different shows yeah. that he's been on and talks and when somebody like that who's heavily involved in vaccinations is talking about depopulation through vaccinations, then people really need to pay attention. Yeah, actually, there's a comment, Scott. I wanted to, first of all, thank Scott very much for uh, for coming, for picking up the phone and coming in. It was great to hear from you, Scott. And you make a really good point there. Uh, again, we'll, we'll maybe finish in this one. Um, Scott says, he didn't mention this, but he knows, he, whilst not knowing anyone who'd got the COVID, he knows of at least three people who have died or who have been severely crippled through the jabs, Jed, through the jabs. And that's my experience as well. I don't know anyone who's died from the jabs, but I know people who have had major health issues as a consequence of the jabs. Um, you know, and, and by the way, Jed, some of those health issues, they were saying, oh, yeah, I got my third jab. And then, you know what? Yeah, I got the COVID. I was off my, you know, off my legs for a couple of weeks. Um, I mean, level of stupidity, but uh, Jed, you know, you, that's what um, uh, Scott's saying, that he did know people who have been become very unwell, even dying as a consequence of the jabs. Jed. 
Well, I'm very fortunate. I was, I'm sorry to, you know, for all those people that have had people who have died from the jabs. Um, I, you know, I do feel for you. I really do. I've been very fortunate that um, I have not known anybody die from the the, the so-called COVID or um, anybody be injured or whatever from the jabs. I, I, perhaps I'm fortunate in that way. Um, but... I, I, you know, we talk, it's been mentioned here about population control through jabs, but we, you know, we've also got other types of population control because you mentioned birth, uh, uh, you know, birth rates there, David. And yeah. uh, I think you did a piece um, earlier in the week or last week, maybe, on the fact that uh, men's sperm is now containing the spike protein and no sperm, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this jab, uh, this. I'll call it a job, can uh, work in many different ways. Some people, I think, have got a placebo. Some people have got one strain that will kill them or, or severely injure them, um, designed to kill them, but it doesn't always kill in every case. And some have got other ones which will make them sterile, so to speak. And therefore, that's how you can reduce the population. And then we, we also got, you know, you know uh, Mac Sancocks who, who, who kill all the old folk. So we'll get rid of the old folk in the, in the care homes and then with the rest of the population we'll make the young sterile hmm. and we'll make the middle ages die of, of sudden death syndrome. But don't worry because that happens all the time. Was, it, it, uh, yeah. you, you can't walk down the street without somebody suddenly dying on you. Well, uh, well, this is what we're going to be talking about tomorrow night with uh, Edward Dowd. But as Leslie says here, sudden onset cancers, strokes, heart attacks, but all, oh, definitely, no, no way is this connected to the jobs. Did, I mean, you're right, Jen. Let me interrupt. They did, a, they did, a, they were, they did a, a clip the other day on the news of 10 news anchors who were on the air that dropped dead while they were talking. All, all multiple jabbed. So, I mean, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, th this party is what we're going to talk to Edward about tomorrow night because he's done a lot of uh, statistical digging. And the great thing, I, I mean, I love stats because you, can't, you cannot argue with stats. You can choose to interpret them as you wish, but you can't actually, as long as they're honest stats, which, of course, we don't get either from uh, in the States, uh, the... Um, uh, what do you call it? This Fauci's mob, and here in the UK, the MHRA. I mean, they're both fraudulent organisations, to my mind. But uh, uh, yeah, Adrian says great points, Jed. You can't have fifty percent of the world dying suddenly. That would be too obvious. It has to be slow and controlled, so people don't get suspicious. And Adrian, you made a good point. Another way to control population is wars. Wars are very good at controlling population as well. That's a brilliant point, Adrian. And I saw today, by the way, I, I listened to someone telling me that, uh, according to different sources, the number of Ukrainians killed in that particular conflict is, I think it was 350,000. 350,000 less people in Ukraine. That's how you get a bit of depopulation as well. Never mind what you get. Uh, uh, on, uh, uh, oh, what's that? Oh, oh, I, Jed says we need to finish before 21.15 or we will lose Twitter. Yeah, well, actually, just a big shout out to everybody on Twitter, by the way. Uh, my own Twitter, I've just had, uh, 100, 100 million impressions in the last 28 days. So, so you did it, Dave. We were talking about that last night. So you managed it. You were I, close last night, weren't you? I,
I got I got I see Jed when I got home there. I see we had a hundred million. So that was uh, congratulations, that, David. That, well that, done. That, that, that's quite a buzz. Uh, and uh, with a bit of luck, tomorrow I'll have over two hundred thousand followers. And guess this, everybody. Uh, certainly, those of you of a certain age will know this one. Um, you know the uh, former BBC One DJ from the nineteen sixties and seventies, Tony Blackburn. Remember Tony yep. Blackburn? Yeah, he follows me. He followed me today on Twitter. So <laughs> that's poptastic. Uh, yeah, okay. that's really good. Can I just say something as well? Because we've just yeah, had yeah. over on davidvance.net, a new writer today um, has published an article on there, a great article about 15-minute cities. Uh, so go over there, give the new writer a bit of love and a bit of feedback on the uh, excellent yeah. article. Um, excellent article. So we want to encourage people yeah, to write for the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, actually, everyone, you should go to davidvance.net and, and check out that article in 15 Minute Cities. The, 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 the person concerned, they've listed a whole ream, I think it's 15 points, Jed. Yeah, that's on, right. On, it's, uh, it's not entitled really uh, 15 Cities, but it is the latest article on the, uh, I think it's yeah. uh, the road to paradise is always pays with death or words to that effect, paraphrasing yeah. it. I haven't read well, it from I, I do want to say, I do want to say also that uh, most of this audience is European based. Uh, DavidVance.net, you will also get a, a flavoring of what's really going on in the United States, some behind uh, stuff that you will not see on CNN, MSNBC, BBC, or any, any of the others. I dig and hunt for information to get out what's, you know, what what the real attitude is in the US. It gives you a different yeah, and, and, perspective. And, 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 and Paddy, it's, it's worth saying that actually, although I know here in the Podbean studio, it is mostly Brits, mostly Brits. I know that there's a significant percentage of my audience, which is American as well, uh, over on the Getter in particular, and, and also uh, on Twitter, there's a lot of American folks. So Paddy, the contribution you make from the States is, is, is really, really um, important and helpful as well. So look, folks, I think that's going to bring us to an end. Uh, again, thanks everyone for being here. Uh, go and read that article over on davidvance.net. Check out the shop on davidvance.net as well if you want. Uh, get yourself, when you sit down to listen to us have this uh, one hour session on a Thursday, why not pour yourself a cup of coffee in the davidvance.net mug? And, uh, it's, it's, it's what all the fashionable people are doing. So, hey, listen, thank you all so very much. Thank you, uh, Patty, Jed, Adrian. A special thank you to Scott. Uh, so thank you so much, Scott, for picking up that phone and calling in. You see, we don't bite. And it just adds to the debate and it adds to the whole fun of this thing that we do once a week. As I say, thanks to the marvel of Jed, we are able to... Um, uh, be the only, as far as I know, the only podcast that actually streams live uh, on Together and Twitter. So we are totally unique when we do this once a week. So uh, so a big thank you to, as I say, once again, to all of the gang, uh, to Scott in particular, uh, everyone in the studio, or everyone on the streams, I see you. Uh, thank you so much for all your kindness, uh, all the gifts. Appreciate all of that as well. And tune in tomorrow night uh, when uh, Edward Dowd and I discuss the strange matter of all those sudden deaths. Look forward to that, folks. Catch you then. Bye for now.